come on in. The listening is fine here on the Carolina Outdoors, no matter how you may be listening to us, whether it be early on a Saturday morning as we blast up and down the eastern seaboard via the airwaves of WBT Radio. Maybe you're joining in via podcast, wherever you may listen to your podcast. Just type in Carolina Outdoors and enjoy. Lastly, you can just go to jessebrowns.com and hit podcast and up will pop this segment and all the others as well we have a special treat today bill barty here west lawson right there we're going to bring on our friend ed billick from wbt he is a sports fan and a sportsman. he's also the host of the community affairs program here on wbt called carolina focus early on sunday mornings via the airways of wbt is where ed's program is and ed we're glad to have you on this side of the microphone this is indeed an honor bill barty and wes you know i've been with you guys off and on covering for tj over the years and to be a guest on this show this is awesome (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna provide just a little bit of background and wes is over there if you're listening to us via podcast and radio program we are up on book as well facebook live joining in but ed we're gonna kind of hone in on a new sport that you've taken up but let's talk about sports in general because here we are as we're broadcasting on wbt radio a lot's happening and going to happen in the charlotte area one thing first thing first we lost a quarterback with the carolina panthers and gained a quarterback. You know, Teddy Bridgewater, um, I'm glad to see him get an opportunity to trade him to Denver, and so he'll be helping that team. As we start experimenting, Bill, with some new quarterbacks, Sam Darnold, didn't quite get a chance as a New York Jet. And then, of course, all the implications of uh, this weekend's draft. So it'll be quite interesting for the Carolina Panthers. That and, of course, the perennial kickoff or, 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 or annual kickoff of, so to speak, of the Wells Fargo Championship taking place down at the Quail Hollow Club. We're excited about that, too, because what a beautiful glimpse of Charlotte and the Carolinas. You know, CBS and Jim Nance love this place, and he gives us a lot of good kudos on the golf coverage. And like Wes said earlier, heck, if you're not even a golfer, come on out. It's a walk in the park. It's a garden of just beautiful, it's almost like the Masters. Oh, it's so so true. So true. Um, So let's talk about Ed Billick a little bit, because uh, although you report on sports and host uh, Carolina Focus here on the station, you grew up in the Pittsburgh area the penguins the steelers the pirates i think the pittsburgh panthers won the national title heisman winning winning uh uh running back tony dorsett or dorsett as we knew him back in the day with your pittsburgh sports history in 1976 you Mm -hmm. remember well bill that's right of course tony dorsett hall of fame running back uh, pennsylvania Ah, listen to this, Dallas Cowboys. All of that sort of thing is where he went and uh, had a stellar career. But in the meantime, that's what your view of the sporting world was. It was Pittsburgh-centric. Uh, you grew up, am I right, a, yeah, a sports just, fan? Yeah, uh, just south of Pittsburgh, and too. But we used to go up to the Yakagani Lake, do a little water skiing, and we did a little hiking up there, up in the woods. Yeah, of course. Well, that's what Wes and I wanted to bring that part up, because now you have adult children, um, although you are very youthful. <laughs> 
But with that has come an introduction to the human-powered sports. And I think it's new because you guys are, are newer to it, but you've taken on some of our Carolina outdoors. We wanted to get you to talk a little bit about your hike uh, with your son, with others, to the Grandfather Mountain area of North Carolina. Bill, this was last summer, and my son, who is definitely visiting all the national parks, and he loves to hike. And he also, after this, went to the Sierra Nevadas, and that's another whole thing, to hike there. You know, seven days you camp out every night. He said, Dad, let's go to Grandfather Mountain. We rented a place up there, so my wife and I, he and his girlfriend, my daughter and her husband and the little guy, he was only six months at the time. Now, no, the rest of them didn't go on the full hike, but we hiked seven miles of those trails in Grandfather Mountain, myself, my wife, my son, and his girlfriend. So with that being said, how did you feel about your preparation for this this physical undertaking that that you were heading into were you mentally prepared and were you physically prepared for it well i think it's both of those things and you don't know until you do something or unless you have a good coach and our son coached us but i think too he was surprised around the severity the 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 what's the word to describe how rugged well rugged it was challenging let's say but there are certain things you must have and i'm glad at least i had the right footwear i dressed correctly he and his backpack had enough water for us to hydrate had some energy bars but there's a lot you need you can't just get out and start walking around you know you need to be prepared and you guys at jesse browns know what that's all about well and that's why we wanted to take the opportunity uh wes and i to talk to you a little bit about that preparation footwear is a must uh, especially when you're doing a more moderate to strenuous trail but even if you're doing an easy trail um, footwear is always important you know what i didn't realize you know a pair of sneakers nice but when you're walking on rocks and the rocks got a little water on them it's a little slippery you want to have footwear they can grip the rocks almost like a, what's that a frog that has those suction cups on there? right <laughs> you, you need to have that same kind of thought process or you're going to slide around a lot and you know your safety's at risk so what trail tell us about the trail that you did and did you have to do any of the ladders uh, because at grandfather many times on some of those trails you, the the ladders are are part of the uh or you have to use them to to make your yeah, way to continue. We we started off a of highway 122. I would think it is the Tootsie Trail that then uh, merged yeah merged into the Daniel Boone Trail, and we walked three miles up over the next oh, so yes. many hours at a grade. He called them swingbacks, whatever you know, swing back and forth back. We went to Callaway Peak, the highest point at Grandfather Mountain. And to your point, Bill, yeah, there were some ladders, <clears throat> there were some ropes, but there were some ladders where you're going up and you go, oh, then you got to scoot along that rock, and that's where the footwear comes in handy, and then on to another ladder. McKee's Peak or McKee's, whatever it is, that's McRae's Peak. That is the more challenging with the ladders. After I saw the video on that, I went and do that. <laughs> I mean, you got to be really good at what you're doing. But to your point, there were some good challenging ladders, and we got to Callaway Peak. What a view. What a view. Well, and that is the payoff, and we're going to get to that because that's part of the reward for for all the work that's put in to traverse these trails. 
What about uh, your backpack? Did you have a backpack on there, raincoats or uh, or snacks or, most importantly, maybe water? My son would, would carry carried all the equipment for us. He said, yeah, let me do that. Uh, that was the extra weight that he, he, he provided where we didn't have to. <clears throat> right amount of water, right amount of hydration, uh, some energy bars. We did not have rain gear, but I'll get to that in a bit because we might have needed it. Um, but no, he was well prepared. And uh, I'm thinking, what would I have done differently? Um, I'm not so sure. But for f- to your point, the kind, you know, the right amount of shorts, the right amount of breathable, um, I don't know, uh, just t-shirts and things. Bill, you need all that. Yeah, you know, you do want to have the right gear, like those wicking garments, but also ones that maybe are going to provide that good sun protection. Even on a cloudy day, you are getting higher from that atmosphere. To your point earlier about footwear, you know, the shoes we wear around casually or maybe for work generally are not the shoes we recommend for a trip like <laughs> not this. Not at all. <laughs> and that's for a couple of reasons. One, it is like the sole you're talking about, but it's also the midsole, what helps protect the foot from undue stress and strain. That makes a big difference in how far you can go, how fast you recover, but also it prevents what can be minor to serious injuries. You step on a root or a rock in lightweight running shoes or gym shoes, it hurts real bad. Well, sometimes you can't control your speed, especially yep. if you're on a little down, and you're, and you're aiming for that next, oh, it's a root, and you're going to slip on that, or you could easily sprain an ankle, and that easily. can ruin the entire day. Well, it doesn't just ruin the day. It puts you and others at risk because now somebody has to help you hike back to the car. You're absolutely and, correct. Um, you know, we're not all as spry as we once were, so now somebody's got to help, which is one of the reasons why we always talk to folks about the importance of trekking poles. And there's usually some groaning, oh, I'm not that old, I'm not that out of shape. It's not about age or physical shape. It's about you being more efficient and safer. You don't want to put your kids or your spouse in that kind of situation. You know how kids uh, are with their parents. Oh, you're getting old, Dad. You're getting old. Here, why don't you take one of these poles? I'm going, I'm not, I don't need a pole. I don't need a pole. Halfway through, I was glad to have the get, pole from get, time yeah, to time. Yeah, I take, I take both of them. Uh, you know, and so the other part of that, too, is we don't want you to feel like you can't go out and do this stuff. We just want you to do it with the right couple of things so you can be on your way. Now, would a regular backpack, your kid's backpack from seventh grade, work? Yeah, it will. Do we recommend it? No, we don't. We would like a little bit of a structure to it so it holds the load properly. Oftentimes, it helps you stand up straighter at attention, but it means you're more efficient in your movements, which is a good thing, but you can carry all of that stuff. Remember, a gallon of water is 8.8 pounds. That's a lot of weight. If you don't think so, put a milk jug full in your backpack and walk around for a little while. So it's all about load distribution so you can be comfortable and efficient. What do you recommend on sunscreen? Because when it's cool, you're up in the mountains, you're not so worried about it. But to your point, the UV rays are coming through. So, you know, you we should all be wearing sunscreen of some variety every day. And so many of our skincare products now include that, you know, so, you know, shaving products, face washes, that kind of thing, you know, a lot of times people when they go skiing don't think they need to wear sunscreen and they definitely do and they also don't think they're going to get dehydrated and they definitely can so sun protection head to toe top to bottom is a necessity and it's part of why a lot of these clothes have it built in but still face neck ears you know when we talk with uh, some of our sunglass reps they'll remind us that 
Skin cancer on the eyelids accounts for 5% of the annual growth in visits to a dermatologist because people aren't wearing sunglasses or they are lesser quality glasses that reflect light back against the, the eye. And that to me just sounds really awful. So yeah, you know, just a minute in the parking lot or at home to slather on some sunscreen makes a big, big difference. How about clothing of shirts, slacks? You want a breathable because there's a little perspiration going on, but you don't want to be sweating so much that uh, you can't let it dry out. Right. We recommend that you wear clothes and we recommend that you wear clothes <laughs> that are Bill? appropriate. So one of the things that, that people in the outdoor world will will say and it's almost rote is cotton kills so when we go for a hike we want to have the least amount of cotton on us as possible so socks should be um merino synthetic blends it's going to keep the feet dry it's going to reduce blisters and fatigue issues um, clothing is the same thing poly blends um, bamboo blends or if you've never had a merino t-shirt highly recommend it you will be spoiled for life all of that stuff helps you it helps wick that perspiration away. It provides evaporative cooling, so it helps regulate temperature. And in many cases, it's also treated so that it helps reduce odor because you're going to be a little ripe after seven miles on grandfather. You know, you're thinking to yourself, okay, I got to spend X amount of dollars. I got to prepare for this. But folks, it is well worth it. It is well worth it. It'll make the trip, the hike much more pleasurable, and it'll leave that lasting memory in you if you're well prepared. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, yeah, well prepared or not, there's going to be a memory. It's just a matter of how, how good is it? You know, <laughs> Were we evacuated or did we walk out? But, you know, it's also an investment in memories, but also in your wellness. So if as a family or a friend group or or a tribe, we decide to go spend a day hiking, seven arduous miles up and down on switchbacks is a great investment in your gym membership outside. This is also stuff you can wear, you know, cutting the grass, walking the dog, exercising at home. If it's a work from home situation at the desk office dinner table bar patio situation you've got going on so we want it to be gear that you're going to use more than once you know it was one thing that did occur that we weren't prepared for we didn't look at the weather like we should have and maybe we did and it was supposed to be just a beautiful sunny day but as we're coming down towards the swinging bridge and a lot of folks know where that is as soon as we got to the parking lot and into the gift shop it poured and it rained for a good half hour to 45 minutes we had no rain gear like i was telling wes and you know thank god we got in dry but i just (laughs) felt bad for those people that were still up on the mountain and did not have the proper uh, rain gear well maybe they're tuning into the carolina outdoors the voice you just heard right there ed billick from WBT Sports and also host of the Carolina Focus. Wes Lawson's right over there. I'm Bill Barty, and you just tell them to turn into the Carolina Outdoors, and, and we'll tell them all about the footwear they need, the sunscreen, sun protection, hydration, and the raincoats that they need. But I want to piggyback a little bit about Wes was talking about is is the uh, the tribe, the family, the 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 group that was hiking. How was that um, as far as being together and taking on this uh, this adventure together as a group and then the reward that you got once you got to the top? Well, you know, you're creating memories, as we just said, and uh, there was the blue arrow, and that was the way we had to go. So we were all looking for the next blue arrow. And there was one blue arrow that said you got to crawl up the side of this rock and that ladder. And we're, we're saying, no, that's not the right blue arrow, but it was. <laughs> so you create those kind of dynamics and memories. And then, you know, we were on 
up by Callaway Peak and taking some pictures with that beautiful scenery and then going down through the nose of Grandfather Mount, taking pictures, they're everlasting. And we will talk about the trip, this, this hike, the rest of our lives. Making memories. That's what the Carolina Outdoors and really being outdoors, period, with loved ones and friends um, really helps create. And uh, just as much as watching those uh, penguins, pirates, <laughs> panthers, or steelers play um, as you did, or as we enjoy watching the professional golfers come into town this week, or the new quarterback that's going to be joining the Panthers that you report on and let us know about um, each week. Um, now you can uh, also enjoy a little bit of that hiking that it sounds like is uh, uh, going to continue for the Billet crew. You know, in uh, the time I fill in and help you guys here on the show, I learn a lot. I encourage people every week to tune in. And also you guys are podcasted, so folks can go back and listen to old shows. Tell us about that. Yeah, that's right. You can just tune in this via the airwaves of WBT Radio. But all you have to do, wherever you subscribe to your podcast, go to Carolina Outdoors. Type it in, up will pop. If that doesn't work, head over to jessebrowns.com, and we'll uh, have this segment and all the others available for your listening pleasure. Ed, thank you for being on with us. Well, thanks for having me. It was fun to talk about it. Also, thanks for making us look good and sound good here. Here we go. He's Wes Lawson. I'm Bill Barty. That's Ed Billick pushing the buttons. We're going to be back with more of the Carolina Outdoors after this.